0: are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. Random Ramblings with yeah. Rock.
1: To the beat. Coming at you with the funny, random rambling, talking about all the things that make that rain day sunny. Yes, yeah, hot and popping, fireball dropping. Come get your laugh on, yeah, it's a concept. You know, he was rocking, robbing the facts and all of the gossip. It don't matter where you
2: are or who you with You got to too right in. Bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends, be Robbie lit. You in, in your crib, and your whip at your job. He got new shows every Sunday. Here we go. What up, everybody? this your boy, B-Rob, and I am back with another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you all oh so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, go ahead and get into your social media app of choice and send them a well-crafted DM telling them thank you for recommending you to me. Speaking of social media, you can find the Random Rambles with Rob on many social media platforms to include Twitter at 3R Show, Instagram at the 3R Show, Facebook search the Random Rambles with Rob or go to Facebook.com forward slash 3R Show. I got some video content old and new on YouTube Just search for 3R Show and for anything that I may have forgotten, you can go to RandomRob.com now joining me as per usual i have a guest on the show one who i stole from another show that i listened to uh rbr weekly wrestling talk and i heard this man on their annual cinco day hosto show and i was like we need to have a conversation Because he was talking about some things that I like And I wanted to kind of go a little more into detail It's kind of hard to do that on RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk Because got the format, they got things they got to stick to They already do a four hour show to go off on some side tangents Which they normally do But to expand upon even more Would make the show like 12 hours long And that's a lot of content they would have to trim and cut out But it would be good for their Patreon If you're into that type of thing So without further ado Joining me on this edition of the Random Rambles with Rob is one Mitch Valentine. How are you, sir?
1: Rob, I'm doing well, man. You know, that might be one of the most entertaining intros that I've ever uh, been a part of on a podcast. So props to you, man.
2: I appreciate that. It's, it's random every time. I mean, the first bits is, is formulaic. I mean, I say that all the time. But when, it, when I get to I have a guest part, I kind of just rattle that off, whatever comes to me at the time.
1: It's funny, I had a friend named uh, Rambler, well he wasn't really a friend, but uh, his name was Ramblin' Randy the River, because uh, he would ramble a lot when he would get drunk, and then he would pee himself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think you're going to be a better rambler.
2: Word. And you say, uh, what, Ramblin' Randy?
1: Ramblin' Randy the River. He's going to be honored to hear a shout out here. But,
2: Word, shout out to but me. But anyways... <laughs> but, um, you know, it's coincidental because I had a former guest on here who also is a co-host of a show that I thoroughly enjoy called the Colt 45 podcast. And his name is Random Randy Savage.
1: That's wild, man. There's a uh, I know a tag team named Colt 45 here in Northern California. What? But uh, but Ramblin' Rob is, is the only Rambler that matters, right?
2: Yeah. And this. <laughs> Particularly incense <laughs> But sir, how how are you doing these days?
1: You know, man, today is uh as we record this, it's it's the start of the week. It's a Monday. It's been a beautiful day, man. It's uh, it is I really got no complaints. Uh, I got to go back to my shoot job yesterday, you know, uh just you know, just living life, man. Just uh I mean God is good, if I could say that you know it's everything's great,
2: sweet, so I mean- w- what is the day job now because from what I gathered from r b r weekly and wrestling talk when you had your cameo and whatnot uh you were a former or current professional wrestler and a freaking stand up comedian,
0: yeah, I do a
1: lot of things, man, I'm a mitch of all trades <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, uh, I've been in a wrestling ring since I was 18 and, uh, I'm 32. Uh, Um, I've been doing stand-up comedy, uh, for about the last six years. And, uh, you know, I gotta, gotta do some other stuff too, to make some money. So I I do, uh, just all kinds of stuff, man. I don't like a normal nine to five. Mm. I don't like the same thing. I I like to just be all over the place doing different things every day. So yeah, that's me.
2: And what more sporadic and spontaneous type of employment than a uh, uh, being a stand-up comedian and pr- a professional wrestler? Because those are random as fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, like a lot of sales jobs, man. A lot of customer service uh, kind of stuff. I don't. Uh, I can do like hard manual labor. I just prefer not to because I beat up my body so bad in the ring mm-hmm. that uh, I'd rather not do that. I'd rather beat up my body as, as little as I can, you yeah. know, outside of the ring. Yeah. So I'm all over the place. Man. I've literally had 50 to 100 jobs in my adult life.
0: Word. I've only had,
2: yeah. I think I've only had three. <laughs> well, this would be the, the one I currently do now would be the fourth. The fourth. Nice. In, the fourth in 38 years.
1: <laughs> that's, that's, hey, that's a good thing, man. Longevity and all that is is a beautiful thing
2: word, so I mean uh- comedian that you've been doing that freaking for the less amount of time out of the two things that you're prevalent in, what drew you to that?
1: You know, I've always liked stand up comedy uh since I was you know a teenager, uh, probably around the same age I started watching wrestling um I loved like Dane Cook and Eddie Murphy and Uh, man, Stephen Lynch, and so many others. And I always thought it was just great, like to make people laugh. I always wanted to make people laugh. You know, that's, uh, that's, it's great feeling, you know, when you're entertaining somebody really just entertaining in general is a beautiful thing to make somebody react, whether it's laughing, I mean, yelling, screaming, getting mad, getting happy, crying. I mean, to be able to see somebody Uh, you know, elicit an emotional response to something you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing.
2: So, I mean, I'm listening to you talk now, full of energy and everything like that. But when I heard you on RBR, you kind of had like the you know, it is what it is type vibe going on or whatever. I mean, is it because, you know, is a a, a fulfilling work week as you was speaking about earlier? Or was that a gimmick that I heard on
0: RBR?
1: (laughs) You know, man, there was myself and four other guys on that show i I was doing my best not to talk over people Mm -hmm. um i'd never been on a podcast with more than really one person talking maybe two um so i was just kind of trying to bide my time and kind of you know give my opinion when needed i didn't want to take over the show Mm because you know those it's their show they do a great job and uh, i just was great it was great to be a part of it
2: Word. Now, um, speaking of podcasts and stuff or whatever, you you also do a podcast. You can, so much diversity in the the of all
1: trades. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, you know, once you go Mitch, you never make the switch. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell yeah, me, no, tell me that's a, po- a shirt. I got a podcast. Tell I me got that's a, podcast a shirt called uh, what's that?
2: Does it tell me that's a shirt?
1: Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Uh, we'll get it. We'll get, we'll get it together though. We'll get, we'll get, I need, I need more, more Mitch and dice out there. You know, I really do. Oh, damn it. I had these shirts, <laughs> I had these shirts and they said got Mitch on them. Mm-hmm. And I literally, most shirts I've ever sold. Um, You know what I mean? Like I sold a shitload of those. So yeah. Um, for Podcast Mitch, please man. Facebook.com slash Mitch, please podcast. You can find it on my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Demich Valentine. I just dropped episode 45 today as we record this. Mm -hmm. And I love it, man. I I really, what I do is I bring uh, one guest on usually, maybe two, and I just share their story. Like I want to, I want to hear people's stories. Mm -hmm. I'll bring, I'll offer my opinions on some things here and there and, you know, share my experiences. But I just like to dedicate each podcast to uh, somebody, somebody else and to their story. And I love
2: it. Okay, so I mean, you kind of in the whims of what what I I do or whatever. I you just like that person sounds interesting. Let me see if they'll come over here and chat with me.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, and, and it could be a pro wrestler. It could be a stand-up comedian. Uh, it could be a musician. Uh, it could be the guy that bags the groceries at Costco. I mean, you know, just if I feel you have a story and you you want to talk and you're going to share it, <laughs> and uh, let's let's talk. Let's uh, let's 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 do it. I love talking. Yeah, I can mean, you tell?
2: <laughs> just a little bit. Um, I had that happen to me recently, or whatever. It was the first person i believe just on a random occurrence and every time i say random i'm gonna get the horns on um love it that just that just came up to me and just started talking to me about some shit well here let me let me give you the setup so i'm currently trying to build a a, uh office slash studio in my garage so this requires me to take many trips to Home Depot and other places to get supplies and whatever little odds and ends that I need and whatnot. so if you ever been to Home Depot or maybe even Lowe's but I go to Home Depot more so this is what I know they usually have some kind of sales representative walking around in their little apron with a iPad or clipboard or some shit trying to sell you something so young man walked up to me while I was perusing the power tools and whatnot, and he was asking about I don't even fucking know because when he got too far into his spiel I cut him off and I was like not really interested my man and I just went on about my business he was very polite I was very polite as well and we went on about our ways I had a Black Panther t-shirt on so as I'm going up and down the aisles getting what I need just kind of window shopping and whatnot, he come up on me again And he's like, you like the Black Panther? I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And then he got into a whole diatribe about how uh, Wakandans are uh, an Indian tribe and all kind of other things. And, you know, I went in there for some screws to hang drywall. I wound up sitting there listening and talking with him for over an hour. (laughs) And that's what it was it was just like we were talking about native americans and just history and black history and all kind of other things and that was just on the whim i mean it wasn't prompted all because i had a black panther shirt on and i I took his number down i was like you just uh took an hour of my time which could have been an episode (laughs) (laughs) right so you know and then i had to call my wife immediately and be like hey um you know, the line was long anyway because of what's going on in the world. And I was like, but, uh, you know, when I left, I said, I've been here in this one spot for about an hour talking to this young man about things and stuff. And she's like, oh, well, since you're still out, can you get some milk? She did not give a fuck what I was talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's
1: great, man. Yeah, no, people will, um, people will tell you stories. A lot of people, you know, if, if you'll let them. Uh, <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a mechanic. Uh, I love him. He just, uh, just, he just worked on my car this a couple days ago, and he's amazing. But I mean, getting him to work on the car, man, that's a process, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we, he's got a lot of things we we got to talk about in between uh, me dropping my car off and me leaving. Uh, <laughs> so people love, you know, people love talk, and that's that's great, you know. I think it's, uh, I think communication is key to life.
2: Yeah, and. I went back there, I think a day after, or maybe two days after, and I seen him. I was like, hey, man, what's going on? You know, just being cordial, and I greeted him, and he started up again. I was like, whoa, 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 I'm going <laughs> to stop you right there, because um, I got some things I really need to do today. I can't sit in here for an hour no, this time.
1: Yeah, I got, I got you, Totally, totally can relate to that, man.
2: Yeah. So, forty-five episodes <laughs> in. Uh, when when was the uh, genesis? When did you start?
1: Oh man, my friend makes fun of me for this. So uh, I've been doing the show for four years. Word. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so like I started, I started doing it once a week. You know what I mean? And then I was like, ah, this is too much. I want to have fun doing it. So I I knocked it down to once a month. So you know, about an average of once a month for four years. Um and uh it's yeah, work.
2: Okay, I mean, because I mean that's kind of how I treat. Um, I have a wrestling podcast on the side, and you know it's not as consistent as this show is. I mean, I've done this show every single week for the past over four years and whatnot. So, I mean, <laughs> a little more consistent than you are, but um, well, I wouldn't say consistent because I mean once a month for four years is consistent, but uh, I have more episodes you know per month than you do there you go <laughs> but um it's just with the wrestling show is just I mean I love professional wrestling I love talking with people about professional wrestling but you know after listening to RBR and a couple of other wrestling shows that I listen to I mean there's a lot of work that go into it and the way I run my wrestling show is just if we feel the need or the urge to talk about something, whether it be, you know, high profile or just off of, on on a whim or just we just want to review a match or whatever. You know, we'll put up a smoke signal. We'll we come a running and we'll put an episode together. You know, and usually how we wind up doing that as of late. Um, we'll do a pre-show. Then we we'll do a post-show. And those two episodes will come out on the same day. <laughs> and that's how we've just been doing it lately. But I think the wrestling show started a year or two ago and it's only it hadn't even hit 50 episodes yet
1: nice man yeah that's a a lot of episodes brother I I, uh, I've been doing a lot of podcasts lately because we um, you know it's all we can do like I can't do my comedy I can't get in a wrestling ring I can't do anything uh, that I love to do as far as performance so Yeah. A lot of my friends have been coming out with podcasts. I've been, I've been reaching out to folks. I was really appreciative. You reached out to me. Uh, and, um, podcasts are beautiful, man. I I listen to them all the time. Uh, it's, it's great because you don't have to watch. You just have to listen. So you can do other things and, you know, um, podcasts are the few, I mean, they've been around for a while now, but I mean, they're, they're going to be around for a while. I I love
0: them. Yeah.
2: kind of feel like they're taking the place of radio.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the radio, I was in the radio business for a little bit and well, what is it business. that you don't do there, Mitch? <laughs> well, let me get, let me talk for 35 minutes about my radio business. experience. <laughs> no, it's just, it's a tough business, you know, right now you know, it really is. Yeah.
2: Uh, cause I mean, I I've, I've enjoyed radio especially when you have a good talk show and whatnot, you know it's kind of hard to turn away it makes you sad that damn you can only listen to it at you know whatever time in the morning till lunch and then it's over and you're like oh I want some more of that but you know with podcasts you have that ability to um, you know just binge thousands upon thousands of hours of content and everything. I mean and you know, most radio shows are getting hip to that now to where they have a freaking podcast version of their broadcast for other people to listen to. They don't catch it during the prime time hours.
1: Yeah, definitely. I was actually just gonna say that, yeah, I think they're all people are catching on, mm-hmm. you know. People people don't even a lot of people don't even know what a podcast was a year ago, you know. So like just this last year, you know, um, it's been really um on fire.
2: And, and it's sad to say, because like how you how you just was talking about, they've been around for years. I mean, shit, Joe Rogan and goddamn Kevin Smith, they all up into like the thousands of episodes and shit and all kind of stuff over the past 10 years or more. And people are just finding out about it a year or so ago. And it's fucking crazy.
1: Yeah. I was really impressed man the RBR guys they've been doing their show for 15 years I was like wow I didn't even know podcasts were a thing 15 years ago exactly and that
2: that's another thing that blows my mind as well because I, I caught them later on I think I was uh, what my era was Felipe Diaz Vera so that's when I got on to RBR when Felipe was still around and um, its I don't know man it's just how did I not know it exists? I I, I kinda fancied myself to be tech savvy and whatnot. And just one day I got an iPhone and I was like, What is this podcast? <laughs> and
1: Man, you know, uh you know, the first time I got an iPhone, uh, WWE Hall of Famer Sonny bought it for me.
2: Oh yeah, you did have that story. But, <laughs> but, but we'll get to you that we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll work our way there eventually. The most downloaded, uh, what person or female on the internet at that time? Uh, In
1: '96.
2: Yes. I,
1: Her and Pamela.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Damn. I. It was amazing that I didn't fap to either one of those at that time. I think I was like 11 or something like that. I don't know.
1: <laughs> what '96? Yeah, oh, I wasn't not. either. I didn't even start watching wrestling until 2000. You know what I mean? So.
2: Oh, well, I mean, why so late, homie? Or, I don't you know. know what, I mean, I'm only so, a couple you know, years I'm, older than you, so I mean, I guess the the gap thing might play a, play into that
1: a little bit. But nothing drew me to it until The Rock. Um, mm-hmm. Like I knew what it was. I heard, you know, I I knew it was fake. I knew it was guys fake fighting in their underwear to,
0: to <laughs>
1: straight up, you know. But and then I remember like the Austin Goldberg surge. But I just I was like, bald guys, like ah, eh, beer drinkers. I was twelve. You know, I was ten or eleven. And then when I was twelve, uh, you know, I had a friend and shout out, Darnell, Craze Dog. He got me into three things that I still love to this day. Uh basketball, rap music, and WWF. You know what I mean? And he's like, Yo, did you see what The Rock did on SmackDown? And I'm just like, Huh? you talking about that that fake stuff and he's like, No, man, the, the rock is real, man. He talks it he talks to shit and he backs it up and he's the man. And uh Dude I turned it on July 6th 2000 The Rock, China, and Eddie Guerrero Versus Edge Christian And Chris Benoit Word. And uh, the, you know that was uh, The first full episode uh, Of wrestling I watched And been hooked ever since
2: And to correct myself in 96
1: I was 14 Oh yeah I know what you were doing with
2: those with those Pictures of Sonny Oh uh, no I mean I didn't even come across That you know cause like I was kind of an outside kid, even especially when I was fourteen or whatever, because I had uh, access to an automobile, so I never stayed in the house. So it was kind of hard for me to download because we our cell phones wasn't that advanced then, you know. So I didn't download that. But many years prior, when we had the AOL, shit. I downloaded plenty of things, and I tried to make a website, which is fucking crazy to think about now, the rigmarole that you have to go through to set up a website and everything, get hosting and all this other crap, to when I can remember that shit was just free. I can just go on and sign up, and I can make me a bona fide website for free and shit, because my my website was about Dragon Ball Z and porn. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just yeah. download random porn and uh, Dragon Ball Z <laughs> pictures and I would just put them on a web page, and it was all for free.
1: Was it Dragon Ball Z porn or Dragon Ball Z and porn?
2: No, it was and porn. So it was Dragon okay. Ball Z and porn. So you, on one page you had Dragon Ball Z and on the other page you just had random porn. <laughs> gotcha. Makes sense. I know. Right. (laughs) And, you know, another amazing thing that I was thinking about, just old tech and you know, how accessible it was at the time. I had a computer to where I could plug in and I would record my cassette tapes on the computer. And now to do that is just you know I you have to buy an adapter and you have to download the software and do all this other crazy shit to where then it came standard with the goddamn computer I just don't understand it cause you know some motherfucker in some office in a goddamn business who decided why the fuck I'm gonna just keep putting this out every year and get paid once a year when I can damn have a motherfucker pay me once a month with these subscriptions and shit and you're sorry bastards <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm okay on the computers, man, with the technical stuff. Like, I'm I'm okay, but man, it's gotten so high tech now with everything, like editing and uh, just you know making a website. Like you were saying, it's man, it, and it's so uh, time consuming. and It requires a lot of patience, and it's uh, it's just it's not as Austin Powers says, you know, it's not my bag, baby.
2: You know what, man? I edit all my stuff on my phone now you know that's that's how far we have come i can do just about anything that i want on a you know a basic freaking desktop on my phone you know and i'm just kind of not i'm just doing it out of necessity because i mean this is all i really have i mean what we currently record on is a laptop that i bought back in the year of 2011 and this bitch has been to Afghanistan and been reconstructed and all kinda of other crap and it's just it does what I needed to do, but to go beyond this is just it's oh it's getting PTSD and shit. It's start flipping the fuck out and everything.
1: Well I think everyone that's been to Afghanistan has PTSD.
2: Just a little bit. A little sprinkle, I believe.
1: What were you doing in Afghanistan?
2: Prior uh, active duty military, sir.
1: Oh, respect.
2: Word. Yeah, I was just out there chilling and shit, eating cakes and pies. You know how I do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've got a couple buddies, you know, wrestling business, outside the wrestling business, and they've served and I've heard stories, and I, I, man, I just can't even imagine. Yeah,
2: and it's like they kind of go hand in hand because because of my military service I was able to be trained in the classical art of professional wrestling <laughs> and that was Oh you, were,
1: you you wrestle as well?
2: I I trained to wrestle. I never uh, achieved said match. <laughs> and
1: what was, happened? Why not? Well
2: Let's, let's backtrack. Young B-Rob, and then, let's go with 96 because I said I was 14 at the time. So I was just coming up into high school and everything. And my dream, because I was so into wrestling, was to either be a professional wrestler, go to the military, be a martial artist, or a stuntman. Those are four things that I wanted to do. And up until that point, nine, what 96 or whatever the fuck we just said, <laughs> I had not took one lick of freaking martial arts class. <laughs> and um, I've done many of her backyard wrestling and whatnot. And I'm mad that my only tape that I had of me doing said thing that I'm talking about was uh, taken from me and erased, sons of bitches. And the martial arts, I already said that. And the stunt man for a freaking 14 year old wasn't like, you know, there was no school that I can go do shit. I mean, I jump off a house here and there or whatever, but that was getting kind of scary. And I just, like, I didn't want to break a leg and then, but joining the military wind up being out of the four things that I did. And because of that, the, the military has a martial arts program, which I got my hands on that. And then, you know, being a military member, in essence, is like you kind of a stunt man. You know, I've done some crazy shit. So, you know, that's three of the four things that I said. But how the professional wrestling comes into it. Um, the last couple of years of my military service, I was stationed in Fort Leonard Missouri, the freaking armpit of Missouri.
1: How far is that from St. Louis?
2: It is an hour to an hour. Is a hour a little over an hour to an hour and a half to St. Louis, and it's a little hour to about the same way south toward Springfield. So it's smack dab in the middle of Springfield and St. Louis.
1: And what year was this?
2: I was there from 2014
1: to 2016. Okay, I lived about uh, 15 minutes from St. Louis in '03, so I was just wondering if the time was similar
2: but continue man I want to hear this wrestling story so there um, when I first got there in 2014 there was a flyer on the grocery store window that said live professional wrestling and I was like "Ah, I just got here this is an omen I needed to be here in this place at this specific time so I could see me some live professional wrestling because at that point in 2014 I'd never been to a live independent show so, I mean, oh my I've, gosh. yeah, I've been to WWE, I've been to, you know, at the time TNA and shit like that, but I've never been to a live independent show. I might've been when I was a little kid, but I don't remember that shit, but, um, seeing this flyer, it was going to be on base. It was, I had to date and I showed up, brought my youngest child with me and we both enjoyed our first independent wrestling program. And
1: Oh yeah. What was the, what was the main event?
2: Uh, the main event was Showtime Evan Morris against somebody that I do not remember for the Central States Championship. Nice. So, and then the, the youngest child, that was her first wrestling show. She got to take a picture with the champ after, and she got a teddy bear with his t shirt on it that she still has to this day. <laughs> and Awesome. Um, so, I went there. I mean, and this was a mom and pop joint or whatever. So the, the promoter and the sound person, they were a married couple, older p- couple and they ran the whole show. And when the show was over, I didn't see none of the talent help. I mean, I mean, I I don't know what the rules are about that is or whatever, but you know, in hindsight, you know, after this oh, yeah. I was just like, Nobody stayed behind to help. I mean, we they had a couple of marines that volunteered. Because, I mean, that, that was kind of the trade-off. Hey, you can see a free show if you help after. All right, cool. So they had those people there. But, you know, it was pretty much the referee, which was a friend of the promoter and his wife, helping tear down all this shit. So they announced their next show at the end and that the their heavyweight champion was going to be... Um, at the opening of a dollar general <laughs> uh, because he was like a manager there as well as it was a new store. And then, you know, this is how armpitish this part of Missouri was. So I was like, fuck it. I'm to go. So me and the young one, we went again, uh, got to see him, got to see the champ, got to see the belt up close and everything. And, you know, seen mom and pop there again. I seen their trailer and all this other stuff. And I don't know what possessed me to do it. I mean, because I like to try to help anybody as best as I can. But I just went up to the guys like, do y'all need any help? Do you need somebody to run your Facebook page, Instagram or something or whatever? Because, I mean, I'm down to do it. And that's all it was to me. I just wanted to help them because I want to see any kind of professional wrestling succeed. You know, so I was just offering my services. And he was like, "Yeah, we got a um, show this day in the park and whatnot. You show up this time, we'll you help set up the ring, and we'll go from there." I was like, "All right, cool." So, the morning came. I roll up to the park, see the trail out in the field and everything, and there it was just bare bones—the the freaking the railings, the posts, the goddamn the boards, the mats—it was just all out there. Just waiting to be set up. And dog, I was just like, I don't know what came over me. I was just sitting there like my nerves bad. I was fucking shaking and shit. And I'm sitting there watching and learning how to put the ring together. And it was kind of weird as well because I didn't feel like I deserved to be in the ring, like on the mat or anything like that. So when I set up the ring, I set up everything from the outside, like from the ground up. (laughs) I did it and I didn't even stand on the apron. like do the turnbuckles and all that stuff I just watched that part but everything else I did from the outside of the ring and I was just sitting there in amazement I was like dog this is a fucking wrestling ring man and um, they did the show and everything it was all over and he was like um, promoter come up to me he's like hey um, we looking to start uh, wrestling school here pretty soon you know we try to get some students in here or whatever S- since you are you know a marine and everything y'all know you're in shape you got some good cardio or whatever if you want to we will train you in exchange for you know helping us out and training some of um, the recruits that we were getting you know get them in shape and everything and we'll you know run them through the ring and all that other stuff and I was like I am down <laughs> so that happened that day and the next show I had a date for it in every week up until that show was supposed to start. I contacted the promoter just to you know touch base with like, play. Hey, how you doing? Hope all is well. You know, do you need any help with anything? And he'd be like, nah, you know, the show's still going on at this date, you know, keep you posted. So next week I would do the same thing. Hey, how you doing? So on and so forth. And, um, when it was coming around closer to the show, it was still further enough out. But he's like, "Hey man, we had some stuff come up and we ain't gonna be able to do the show. We're gonna push it to this date." So that wound up being a couple months out from the original date. So same thing. I didn't do it weekly, but just about every three weeks to maybe a month, I would do the same thing. Hey, how you doing? Hope all is well. Yeah, 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 and um one time he hit me back he's like hey we got the ring set up over here um, meet me here one day and we are gonna go through some stuff you going to see what you got I was like word show up and <laughs> no I had the bright idea of taking some uh, pre-workout beforehand and uh that didn't work in my favor <laughs> cause uh, that was the day I took my very first bump and uh I don't know man I I don't know if it was I never had a concussion but if I had a concussion I think this might have would have been it (laughs) but I just got groggy as fuck and I was dizzy and it felt like I wanted to puke and everything that might have been a concussion but that day was just magical and uh, I kept going back every week they kept having me come back every week and I trained with them and uh, once they start doing shows more frequently I would go with them for shows and I would help set up the ring and I would just be there uh-huh. videotaping and just doing their social media and you know still training so that went on for two years and it came up for me to retire from the military <laughs> you know I got the opportunity to retire early so that would make me leave Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri And so he was like, "Hey, before you leave, we're gonna we trained you well enough. We want to try to get you in a match. You know, some as like a goodbye gift." I tried to go through the um, health screening and all the other stuff to try to get hurry up and get a license and everything. The timing just didn't work out, and I couldn't do the match. So. He kind of died. There. Yeah, that's what's
1: crazy. That's what's crazy about back there is, uh, cause in California, we don't, we don't need wrestling licenses. So, which I think you should need a wrestling license. Yeah. I don't know who trains you, who trained you, but there's so many guys getting trained by people that should not be probably even wrestling. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, that sucks. Two years is, that's a good amount of time. That's, uh, that's a good amount of time to put into training and you, You probably, if you picked it up good and you had a good trainer, you were probably ready for a match. So that's uh, so sorry you didn't get it, man. I mean, you still got time.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm of the firm belief that things are meant to be what they're meant to be, and if it's meant for me to do it, it'll happen. And you know, I have no doubt in that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely.
2: Because I mean, just look at the whole string of circumstances that led me there. You know, I was what 14 years into my career when i f- was sent to that place and it just so happened to be that i went to the store that day and happened to see the flyer that day and it just led me down that string of events to you know have that opportunity you know it's fucking crazy
1: yeah oh absolutely well, uh yeah you're you're what do you you said you're 36 38 38 yeah yeah dude Freaking, uh, get back, get 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 over to another good training school, and if you want to, and uh, I'm sure you'll you'll pick up right where you left off.
2: Yeah, it'll work out. You know I mean, book a T school right down the road or whatever. I go down that R O W and hang,
1: oh
0: hell yeah,
2: hang with him <laughs> right behind the bowling alley, which they're not behind the bowling alley no more. But here. is that
1: where you Texas?
2: Yes, I am in Houston with uh, the illustrious
1: nice. Paul Griffin nice and i've always wanted to go to texas never had the op- haven't had the opportunity yet
2: well i mean you make it and then you have it <laughs>
1: true but i
2: mean shit we i mean we we ping-ponged all over the place i mean what led you to professional wrestling i mean i mean we we got your genesis of your fandom or whatnot but to actually put feet in the ring and do the job
1: yeah man i uh, I was a fat kid growing up. Uh I still am. <laughs> but uh but I was like legit, like never got into any kind of physical activity really like you're gonna laugh, but like rollerblading and then eventually like basketball and like yeah. uh weightlifting, finally. I'm a big guy, so like I weightlifting was really kind of came natural to me. And um once I started lifting weights and Brock Lesnar showed up and they did that montage with The rock versus Brock Lesnar with the workouts. I was doing those workouts, man. I was like 14. I was like getting in good shape. I was like, you know what? I can, I'm going to do this thing. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. And then I started discovering, you know, ring of honor and TNA. And, um, I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe I won't make it to WWE, but maybe I will, but I know I can do this independent wrestling. I know I can. Like, so I went to, it. I was at a WWE show in Sacramento, lots of them actually. And this guy, I kept seeing him. He kept coming up and giving me a flyer every time I was there for a wrestling show or a wrestling training school. And that guy happens to be AJ Kirsch, AKA of Joe Brody, AKA Final Four in WWE Tough Enough the rock, the promo champion, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, he would go on to do all, all kinds of great stuff and still is doing great stuff. And so I showed my mom, I was like, mom, I want to go to this wrestling school." I was 16. And she's like, Nope. When you're 18 and you have a car and you have a job, go ahead. But I'm not signing off on it. I was a hell kid too, man. Always in trouble, had a big mouth on me and fighting and etc so i did man i turned 18 i got my car got my job and i drove out to yuba city california to the pro championship wrestling work farm and the head trainer uh mr primetime mpt zach reeb uh, he was actually wrestling in japan at the time so aj Kirsch, who gave me the flyer was a top student there, and he was kind of running the training. So AJ put me through my first day of wrestling training. Um, Much like you were describing, I don't know if you guys had to do a bunch of calisthenics, squats, push-ups, sit-ups, lunges, wall sits, two-mile run, You know what I mean? And then okay, now you can get in the ring.
2: (laughs) That was kinda and the court I I kinda got I kinda got a veto on a lot of that stuff because I was in the military so I did that shit anyway. So it was just like, you know, what the fuck I'm gonna do that for. I do it all the time anyway.
1: (laughs) No, and that's that's a psychology I think we would develop over the years. It's like, listen, we're not gonna waste time doing this. You guys should be doing this stuff already you know we're here to train but still like if somebody on their first day you know you got to make sure that they're in shape and they're ready for this so i i was ready uh i was actually tra- brian cage was in class with me Word. and uh former brian- guest. yeah Brian. what's that
2: as a former guest of this show
1: nice man yeah brian is from chico uh same town i live in currently and Brian was in class and me and Brian were the only ones able to hang through the workout. And obviously he was hanging through it a lot better than I was. <laughs> uh, and, um, and then I was time to get in the ring. So I rolled in the ring, like Mick Foley and uh, AJ was like, no, get out of the ring, uh, <laughs> do 20 more pushups and sweep the ring because that's not how you get in the ring. And uh, then he would show me how to properly get in the ring. Uh, rolls, bumps. And the only thing though, AJ never told me to breathe out, uh, or at least I don't remember him telling me to breathe out during the bumps. So I, not, I couldn't breathe, uh, after taking a couple, maybe 10 bumps and I had to get out of the ring and, uh, and go home. I mean, I stayed there for the rest of the session, but I, I couldn't get back in the ring for another week or two. And long story short, man, uh, I stuck with it. The training school went out of business, uh I stuck with it I kind of learned old school cuz we had no school we had no training school so I mean I'd be getting in the cars with guys mm-hmm. going to all pro wrestling uh in Hayward to try to get some ring time there or wherever I could man for years for years I was just hanging out drinking just doing security uh Luckily I was le- I was able to learn how to promote like I w- I learned how to promote an entire wrestling show and draw 500 fans before I knew how to have a throw a proper hip toss uh-huh. like uh, I'm just I was really lucky in that aspect to learn the business side of wrestling early on and then finally the training school opened back up and uh, and then I was able to get my reps in and get ready to to become the heartbreaker Mitch Valentine
2: work so what was the most difficult thing or the thing that you hated the most in your training like for me I forever hated getting body slammed and uh, that was just like ugh anytime we had that drill I did not like it whatsoever (laughs)
1: No, I, I get it. A lot of people, bumping sucks, especially depending on the ring. But for, I loved bumping. Once I learned how to properly bump and scream out and get all that air out of my body before I hit the mat, uh, I love it, man. My, my body's kind of built for it. I got big uh, big upper back and stuff, and it's just uh, – I think my – I don't know. I, I love bumping, so I that wasn't the problem. Uh, I would think um, – uh, I couldn't man drop kicks, man. I had a, I, I maybe can throw a drop kick, but I've maybe thrown one drop kick in a match. And, uh, I don't know though, The the most difficult thing, probably just waiting. Um, just, uh, just kind of waiting really like waiting to get in the ring or waiting for your, your drill. Like I want to be in the ring. Mo- I wanted to be in the ring more than anybody. I really did. Yeah. I loved it. I, I mean, I, I like I don't know, man. Without pro wrestling, I feel like I would have been dead or in jail. Word, that's a powerful statement, there, homie. I saved my life, man. I, 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 you know, it really did. It gave me it, since I was a, twelve, you know, twelve, twelve years old, it, it, something to look forward to every week and you know, training man became like, Oh my God, like that was the, something to look forward to every week. And the shows were like, Oh my God, you know, that's the biggest thing in the world is, uh, is <laughs> your next wrestling show. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it, it's uh, pro
2: wrestling saved your life by you endangering your life for pro wrestling.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you get in the ring, you're, you're putting your life at risk mm-hmm. But the way I was trained, I'm so proud of the way I was trained because I was taught like, dude, if you're not comfortable doing something, don't, do, don't it. do it. That should just be
2: anything, you know?
1: Yeah. Like speak up, you know what I mean? And always protect yourself. And, uh, and the speaking up part definitely got me in some trouble, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, man, you know, I've, I've had some injuries over the years for sure, but all right, man, I just, I love pro wrestling. more. Probably now more than ever, really.
0: Yeah,
2: and you know, that time that I got to train or whatever, it exposed me to more professional wrestling because I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I was a WCW, WWF guy and whatnot. You know, when WCW went under, I was a strictly WWF, WWE guy. But, you know, moving out there in the middle of nowhere and happening to find upon this, you know, it introduced me to a lot of more independent wrestling. I mean, I heard of ROH and, you know, Impact TNA and, you know, things like that, uh, freaking AAA and, you know, stuff like that, but it wasn't something that I would actively seek out. But when I started training and, um, you know, running around with them doing shows and whatnot, it made me sought out all that extra stuff. I mean, that's kind of around the time that I fell in love with New Japan. You know, and it's just been crazy you know now I, I can identify a lot more independent talent you know as to prior to that I would not have any clue who the fuck that guy or gal would be
1: <laughs> yeah no you know especially when you're in the business like you gotta know you you should want to know what's going on in the world of wrestling uh, from the independence to the to the WWE like definitely um, study, you know, and see what they're doing that's working and what they're doing that's not working. Yes,
2: sir. So through your trials and tribulations of professional wrestling and everything, I mean, you found comedy and a, a myriad of other things that you got your fingers into. But the one thing particularly that you got your fingers into is one that's sunny, <laughs> I
1: knew you were going there. Ah, you like <laughs> the
2: setup, huh? Great
1: segue! Great segue.
2: How did this uh, all go about? I mean, I got a little uh, tidbit of it and everything from the RBR show, but you know, what break it down, man? You got time to, to spread out here. What's going on?
1: Well, you see the fingers and sunny. It's funny you say that because she likes the finger curved, like she really. Uh, this. The only girl it's I'm, you know, in finger. I hope we can talk about this. I heard you drop an f bomb, so I'm going with it.
0: Yeah, you say whatever the uh, fuck you want.
1: <laughs> yeah, my fingers in Sunny's vagina, and she likes it curved and like shit like that, like 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 a like a hook. That's what she Ow. called the hook. Do you, she, do, does she? she loves you, the hook, man.
2: Does she make you go r when you do it?
1: <laughs> uh, once or twice. <laughs> Uh, it's uh it's a great story. I've told it a couple times on a couple podcasts, but this is Ramblin' Rob, so we're we're, we're definitely going to we'll tell it one more time for for double R. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, man. So again, um just in the wrestling business, man, just meeting people all over the place and I'm actually looking at my WrestleMania chair right now from uh, March 29th to 2015. That's my birthday. Which is th- it's crazy, really. It's, uh, it's a special day, man, cause, uh, it was the first time, uh, that I ever went to a WrestleMania live. Uh, it's the first time that I ever got to see my, you know, idol, The Rock, live. And, uh, it was the day that I put old Alfred Mitchcock inside, <laughs> uh, the WWE Hall of Famer, or the original Diva Sonny. And how it happened, Rob, was there's a thing called WrestleCon.
2: Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go any further.
1: Mm-hmm. Get it, your lotion. It, well,
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, is that a shirt? The Afro Mitchcock.
1: <laughs> Dude, I'm, I told you it should be. I need to get my Mitch my and Dice. I really do. I'm oh, going to work on it. You it's, need to uh, coin
2: and phrase all these words, man.
1: <laughs> I have 20 different... I have a book. I do it in comedy. I have a... Or I mess with my name and... That, anyways, and I'll, I'll even I'll even tell you another funny thing. Uh, once while I'm getting the sunny story, I got something you're gonna love. Right. Um, so, WrestleCon, man, 2015. I'm doing security for. Bret Hart, Ric Flair, and Lita, which is a great story. Mm -hmm. But fast forwarding, that night uh, is the WrestleCon wrestling show. And I roll in there, you know, again, with my just ready to do security or whatever they need me to do. And I see a beautiful blonde girl, a beautiful blonde woman in a white dress and sparkly white heels. And. We got music going on for this? Yeah, I got my lotion, <laughs> okay, okay. too. Okay, <laughs> right, let, let me use my sexy voice. And I, and, I, and I went up to that beautiful woman, and I looked her up and down, and I asked her, hey, where'd you get those shoes at, girl? <laughs> and she said, oh, I'll tell you. And she told me, and she... We I went over to her table, man, and and she was selling her gimmicks, and I was helping her with her gimmicks, and we were just talking for hours. I didn't even watch the wrestling show. I was just talking to her, and uh, and I was talking to her. Music's still going on. I was talking to her, yeah. and I was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Let me get that. Let me get those digits. Oh, you lost him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So turn that, music that, was on, man.
1: that was a lot of sacks right there yeah I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna turn uh, that off <laughs> <laughs> but basically at the end of the, the conversation at the end of the two hours or three hours of us talking she said you know what you're coming to my hotel room tonight and I said am I and she said hashtag all caps
0: yeah
2: so uh, you know when you yeah. let in with the um, where'd you get those shoes it automatically made me flash back to that um, that I forget if it was from a movie, but I remember it being said a lot back in the day. He was like, hey, nice shoes, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, pretty much that's what happened. <laughs> but, uh, and, and here's the funny thing, too, Rob. I don't call it having sex, man. I don't call it fucking. I call it bapping. Bapping. You know what I mean? Bapping. B A P. Brutal, animalistic, pounding. Word. I'm you. a Baptist. I baptize. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, I'm a Batman. I got the Batmobile. I got the Batcave.
2: There you go. Round of applause for you, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I took Sonny to Bed Bath and Beyond.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> but but Rob, but first she had to fill out a application
2: Oh, you, and uh, he, he's still doing
1: it. <laughs> No, you know what I did though. As I set it up with an appointment. Oh. No uh, <laughs> um, applause for that
0: one.
2: Oh, oh, I'm 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 in I'm in stitches right now. I'm kind of It's kind of hard for me to laugh and hit the button because I don't want to hit the boo button and all the horns and all the other shit. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you're in stitches because Mitches don't get stitches. I don't care anybody. Oh.
2: Says. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> How many of these you have, man? <laughs> Cuz it seems like you got them all just you got like a list in front of your computer or, 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 or
1: on your wall right now. And you're just reading them all off. <laughs> dude, I I actually my, my notebooks in my uh, in my closet. I can pull it out if you want. These are just off the top. Oh no, no. Let's keep it organic. <laughs> That's how I like it. Please. <sighs> so, yeah, so so we go to our hotel room, Rob. it's a very and oh dude, we get there, right? And there's hella wrestling fans there, and um, they're all asking her for an autograph, dude. And she totally like was like, you know what? You should have been at the signing today. And she just we just go upstairs, <laughs> and, uh, and you know what? Then uh, I I, I, yeah.
2: I, w- I would have taken umbrage with that, but you know we talked about MVP prior to which you owe me a story, and you know he he kind of hit me to that because I went to the WrestleMania in Dallas and um, they had the WrestleCon there and MVP is like my favorite all time goddamn United States champion I-, I love me some MVP and He's man. I was leaving out looking like a goofy ass wrestling fan with my big ass WWE replica t- championship over my shoulder and I'm standing out in um the entranceway, and there was motherfucking MVP standing there waiting for a Valet to bring his car up and I was like what the fuck this is MVP <laughs> and I'm losing my shit because you know, I, favorite United States champion ever, MVP, right there you know, and I'm just pacing back and forth and shit, you know up and down the sidewalk or whatever and then I finally get up the nerve to ask him. I was like, hey, can I take a picture with you you know, not even thinking about Russell Kahn and all this other stuff and he was just like I'm gonna tell you no because that wouldn't be fair to the people that I just, you know, met in WrestleCon that paid their money to take pictures and autographs and all that other stuff. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. You know, I said that in my head because I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just like, this motherfucking MVP right here. He said, but I will shake your hand though. And I was like, and I took that and I was like, yay, life complete.
1: Hell Yeah. Hell yeah, man! Yeah, MVP is great. Uh, I, I was always a fan too, uh, with his US title reign and his matches with Benoit, and, uh, Matt Hardy, and everything. Um, Did you want me to tell you the, the MVP story of, of when he came oh, no, no, out no, no. to? Uh, Let,
2: let's let's finish off, Sunny. I got to get my towel over here.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, finish finish off, Sunny. That's what I did. Uh, we were in a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in a um, we were in a hotel room, and. Uh, and it was going down, man, and, and she had her vodka, you know, and so anyways, so we drank a little bit of vodka, but not very much, really, and then it was going down, and so I was like, all right, like, are you ready? I'm ready to take my shirt off. I'm like, are you ready for a really bad tattoo and a belly that's not in shape? And she was ready. So I took the shirt off. Uh, you know, I had condoms in my in my back pocket. Of course. And she's, you know, and she's naked on the bed. And I swear, I swear to you, uh, Rob, I'm naked. I got the condoms closed. I can reach within reach. My 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 Alfred Mitchcock is erect, um, ready to go in. And we had and she had the USA Network playing. Like she lo- like she loves the USA Network, SVU, whatever. And of course we know. The uh, USA Network plays RAW, yeah. and uh, at the time, uh, it was the night of the Hall of Fame. Um, so the the music, literally, a commercial for the WWE Hall of Fame comes on the USA Network right when I'm about to put my dick in the WWE Hall of Famer, and I threw those condoms across the room. I said, "You know what? I'm coming inside this Hall of Famer."
2: <laughs> and that's crazy. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs>
1: And what do you do, Rob? What do you do after you have sex with a WWE Hall of Famer? You blast all in her. What do you do next? You get tested. No. You call your wrestling trainer and tell him.
2: <laughs> shit. You should, be, you should do like them women do when they have sex with a famous male celebrity and they passed out and shit after they start taking selfies and shit. You should have did all that.
1: Oh, we took pictures. I have them. Word. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, and the thing about tested, man. So, yeah, like, obviously, like, I mean, I have chlamydia and stuff, so I'm not worried. But oh. uh, it's just a sexually transmitted disease, man. No worries. Oh, okay. They're Okay. Um But she, she was filming her porn ah, that okay. the next day or something or two days later. Oh, you, so she had already had to go through all those tests. Dude, like she had already go, she had to go through every test imaginable to film that porn. So, so I felt super, yeah, I felt super comfortable, yeah, yeah. just so, bareback in it.
2: So it was kind of ironic that you went raw during Monday Night Raw.
1: Oh yeah, I went raw on Sunny, bro. <laughs> went raw. Yep. And she she actually gave me a shirt that says that, like Sunny is raw or something. I I have a shirt. She gave me so many uh so many shirts, dude. <laughs> it was ridiculous.
2: Knick-knack, So, I mean, what kind of led to the end of that? That sunset.
1: <laughs> what do you mean?
2: It, oh, that's still going on?
1: What, me and Sonny? Yeah. Oh, no. Hell no.
2: Yeah, that's what uh, I'm mean. saying. What, what led to the end?
1: <laughs> okay, so... So again, uh she called me the next uh, she uh, she paid for my cab to leave the motel. Uh she gave me like forty bucks to move to and she's like, Here, I'll I'll get you a cab and everything at like three or four in the morning. And uh dude, I saw R V D in the hallway too, but it was hilarious. Um but anyways, so I fuck so I so next day's WrestleMania and of course I'm just like the talk of the NorCal wrestling scene I every word spreads, you know? Mm. And um, she calls me like the next day and and she just keeps calling me and I, and I call her back, you know, and we just talk and we just clicked and we talked for a month and I decided to to go out there to Pennsylvania where she was living. So I went out there and it happened to be dude on the 10 year anniversary of Chris Candido's passing. We didn't think plan that like that. Like we didn't know, like it was a really bad day for me to come out there so she was in not in good shape. Um, and so I don't know, dude, I was supposed to stay out there for a week. I ended up staying out there for a month. She had a lot of good days. We had a lot of good days, a lot of fun together, but she had a lot of bad days too. And I could tell that the alcohol was a problem. And then the pills, I started noticing were a real problem. And, uh, she got a DUI and I, and and i I don't need to elaborate too much into it i guess but like i just knew i had to get the fuck out of there man like i I literally packed up like while she was sleeping and left and left her a note you know and just told her like dude i I care about you and stuff but like you're out of control you know and i i don't know what to do to help you and i I gotta go (laughs) so that's how that went word
2: amazing uh I I, I I couldn't think of a mitch pun to put into that
1: <laughs> yeah I, I, it might take me a little bit to think of it but basically you know i'm the heartbreaker mitch valentine so i you know i kind of broke her heart is what i did Mm-mm-mm. you bastard <laughs> you know. it was funny too when she picked me up in the car uh to go to her hotel she was like there was a super fan driving her, like from, a, from NorCal, like a, like a super indie wrestling fan or whatever driving her. I don't know why. But he was like, oh, it's the heartbreaker, Mitch Valentine. And she looked at me, and she's like, you're the heartbreaker, Mitch Valentine? I was like, yeah. She's like, well, I've had the heartbreak kid. I guess now I'm going to have the heartbreaker. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. That was, that was kind of lame. I ain't going to lie. It, yeah. it didn't well, have, she said it not me, yeah, I know I see exactly that's that's the point I was making she you, so you didn't stick around long enough to to rub off your mitchisms,
1: yeah, I mean, I tried you know I tried to teach her a few things you know i I told her you know, put your chapstick on my bat stick, you know, I was trying to teach her, but yeah. you know Mm-mm-mm. yeah
2: <laughs> it's fucking crazy man.
1: but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like to hear.
2: So, I mean, what, what's your outlook for the, for this next couple of years, man? I mean, we, eventually we will get past this, or this will kind of be incorporated into being the new normal, as everybody likes to use that phrase. But what are your optimistic outlook on the future?
1: Well, I'm very optimistic.
2: <laughs> Sorry. I, I knew you feel. was going to stick that one in there. I, I kind of laid that one up.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a softball. Um, man, you know, I'll be honest with you, this whole two month situation or situation, yeah. uh, it's been, <laughs> it's been great for me financially. Um, so for me personally, this has done nothing but put me in a better financial place. Now, I know that's not the case for, a, for some people or maybe even a lot of people. Um, I don't know. Nobody knows. That's the real thing, Rob. Nobody really knows, Right. I'm not real political. I've never voted in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't lean towards any any side or philosophy. I, I lean towards God, man, straight up. I, I'm proud to claim it. Like, I, you know, I am who God says I am, and I just listen to him. So, like, I'm always open to hear what everyone has to say. So people think it's fake. People think it's serious. All right, well it's just it's not a I don't know I'm not sick I don't know anybody that's sick and I'm taking the proper precautions um the the best I can Mm -hmm. and I miss doing comedy and I miss being in a wrestling ring
2: I don't have any sad music
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's done. I'm not sad. I'm just, I'm just, I think we're all just getting kind of antsy, you know? Like, I know a lot of things right now in Northern California are starting to open up. Like, mm-hmm. I went to a, a bar on Saturday night. Uh, it's a wine bar called Unwind where we do a little comedy here and there. And they were, they had just opened. So they just opened a couple days ago and, uh, they're serving people and stuff. And I think we're at the point where things are going to start, uh, opening up and it's going to start, you know, being like it was as far as, I don't know, uh, who knows, but you can always shut everything back down, you know, really. If if you open a bunch of places up and some disease starts spreading, then you shut everything back down. But to, to keep everything locked up for any longer, man, it, it's really hard on people, I feel.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, like you saying, everybody's different or whatever. I mean, this has been kind of great for me because I don't like to go nowhere anyway. And for me to stay home is just amazing because all my shit is here that I like. So, <laughs> and um, as far as what you were saying, like, you know, financially, I mean, it's it's been a little bit of boost for me as well. I've been able to save a little bit of money because I ain't going out and, because true be told, other than, you know, my mandatory bills, you know, that I have to take care of, a lot of my money is spun on food, you know, takeout and all kind of stuff, you know, so with that being kind of eliminated, It's been saving me a lot of coin.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wish I could say the same. I spent a lot of money on takeout in the first month of all this just because I don't like to cook, but I found a good, uh, I'll shout them out, Nutrition Solutions, man. Undertaker, Edge, Mysterio, they all put it over. I've been doing that for the last couple of weeks, and that's been a a, a blessing, Uh, really a great uh, change of pace because... I'll tell you what, man, as we get older, you know, it's all about nutrition. Uh, You can work out all you want, but if you don't eat right, good luck.
2: Oh, yeah. And that's the thing that people don't understand. I say you can take all these supplements and fat tummy, flat tummy teas and all this other crap. But if you ain't eating right, it don't matter. Whatever the fuck you take is not going to work. Amen. Word. Word. So, before we ride off into that good night, young sir, is there anything out there that you'd like to impart upon the listeners of The Random Rounds with Rob? I mean, some good energy, some good vibes that you would like to leave everybody with?
1: Man, haven't I give them enough, Rob? <laughs> no, you need to give us more, goddammit. it! <laughs> always want more. Um, you know, uh, dude, I just... Hey, I appreciate you reaching out. Um, I appreciate uh, I appreciate people on social media, man. I'm at Heartbreaker MV on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter, and I love to hear from people. Like, I love doing podcasts. If you have a podcast, I'm down. Like, uh, this is fun. It's uh, it's a great platform to, to to tell some stories because at the end of the day, man, as a pro wrestler, a comedian. Really, we're storytellers. Yes. We like to tell stories. I love to tell stories. I love to watch a good story develop. Uh-huh. And... Uh, that's what a podcast is, right? We're, we're here telling stories. And it's been a great time, Rob. Again, man, thank you. I'll just, you know, shout out my, my, my plugs again, I guess. Uh, youtube.com slash the Mitch Valentine. I really appreciate if people subscribe to that. I've got pro wrestling matches and promos and stand up comedy and my podcast, Mitch Please, on that channel. Dude, my name's Mitch Valentine. Add me on Facebook. I'll add you back at HeartbreakerMV. I-, I already said that. So, you know, hey, uh thank you, Rob. Thank you to everybody that's listened and uh just God bless everybody, man.
0: Word.
2: Um one quick question before you go. You you talking about sure. wrestling and storytelling and anything. What did you think about the Braun Strowman and um Bray Wyatt match?
1: So I I really like the Bray Wyatt theme character thing. Uh I remember he wrestled as Bray Wyatt, the the goofy, you know, um uh what's the name of his thing? Firefly Funhouse. The yeah. the Firefly Funhouse, goofy Bray Wyatt. Like he wrestled the Miz or something like that a couple months back and the Miz beat him and Braun Strowman beat Bray Wyatt, right? The the goofy Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. It's really good for the fiend uh to be able to lose even though the Fiend's not losing, but, but Bray Wyatt is losing and then he can come back as the fiend and destroy the guy. Uh, I didn't understand why Goldberg had to beat the fiend. Um, and then we didn't even get the Goldberg Roman match. I, I really, uh, yeah. So, but you know, whatever, you can't do anything about it. Um, I like Bray Wyatt. I like the fiend. Uh, Braun Strowman has been booked kind of not the best, but I'm glad he's the champ. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been an okay storyline, I guess
0: yeah I
2: just I think that whole pay-per-view that was the story match that we got that night because I believe it told a good story because if you didn't get it that um, Bray Wyatt's character is kind of mentally unstable and Braun Strowman actually exploited that weakness to get a victory so I, I, I enjoyed that story aspect that they told about it
1: Definitely. No, I was, I was watching, I was glued watching that match and the cinematic matches, you know, have been the best thing they've done. Really the money in the bank, the boneyard and the firefly Funhouse has been the best thing that in, in any wrestling show, I would say, um, I, since I the pandemic, man, I don't know about that. In my opinion.
2: I don't know about that boneyard shit. Cause I refuse to watch anything
1: with current day undertaker. Oh, man. You're, are you an Undertaker hater, bro? Come on. Are have,
2: you serious? I have been an Undertaker hater since WrestleMania 31.
1: Well, that's your prerogative. I'll tell you what. That Last Ride documentary is probably the best thing I've seen on the network. Well, well not, maybe ever.
2: Yeah, I have nothing against that because he's not being an in-ring active competitor at that point. This is a documentary about a man. But when he tried to get his old ass up in there and do some things or whatever, that's when I have my umbrage.
1: <laughs> well, you you talk to him about that.
2: <laughs> if I could, I would. And then I'd be, I would do it so goddamn respectfully that it wouldn't even sound like slander. <laughs>
1: but once again no, I think he gets that I honestly man like watching this documentary and I can't wait for the next three uh, chapters um, I think he knows that man I think he knows that like the, the last couple of years he's not been good in the ring but I think also people um, they don't maybe they I don't know like him and Triple H had a good match in Saudi Arabia or, or in Australia but he knows that he Didn't has not the best matches and he wants to go out having a good match. Mm -hmm. And none of these matches have been good enough for him to go out on.
2: And like I said, I will never watch another Undertaker match until I have been confirmed and it's been specified that it's his last match. Other than that, I ain't watching shit between then and now.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, well, fair enough. I'm not going to get mad at you for it.
2: It's just, It's it's too much. It's too much. (laughs) But anyway, man, enough of me getting on my little soapbox and anything. I appreciate you giving me your time, sharing your your lovely stories, your Mitch-isms with me and whatnot. And um, as it is for every guest of the Random Rounds with Rob, the door is always open for you to come back to promote your next big thing or just to come shoot the shit.
1: Yeah, Rob. Hey, I'll come back anytime, man. And I'm going to end it like this rambling, Rob. You might have 99 problems, but a Mitch ain't one. I knew it. I knew it.
2: And there it is. The master of the Mitch-isms, the slayer of the Sunnies, and a man who also owes me a MVP story. And uh, that was Mitch Valentine I heard him on one of my absolute favorite Podcasts to listen to which is RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk You can find that, Um, what day are they doing This shit now, every Wednesday At um whatever time they do it I, I forget <laughs> But it's my favorite show right, I, I catch it on the records and whatnot, you know, i catch it when it hits the stream and whatnot. I don't actually listen live, you know, all the time in any way. But it was uh, great to have him on. I mean, I heard him over there and um, I just had to have him over here and get a little bit of one on one time with the dude and everything. So. um, This is it. Where I am sitting right now is uh, the last time that I will have my little shanty of a set up right here. And I will be officially moved into my office slash studio upon the next episode of the Random Rams with Rob. I am very excited. I've got the TV in there. I got the monitor in there. I just hooked up the computer. I got my last bit of cables in the mail so I can properly hook up my monitors. Because I'm, you know, I haven't had a desktop computer in well over ten years. Way over ten years. So, um, this uh, desktop game is a uh, kind of newish to me again, and I did not know that if you um, wanted to hook up two monitors, you needed to have uh, a certain certain cables, or your you can't have a monitor plugged into your motherboard display port and another one plugged into your graphics card display port it won't work like that you can either use one or the other so i found that out so my cables are in i'm gonna hook those up today Um, today i will also be configuring um, the audio setup here where i'm gonna put my microphone at uh, where i'm gonna set the mixer at and everything on the desk or inside the cabinet i got and I'm trying to figure out um, an apparatus to house all my video game consoles or whatever. Well, do I do I want to do it on top of the desk or do I want to hide it below the desk? It's um, a conundrum that I'm running into right now. But um, it'll work itself out. I'm very excited about that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to stop jawjacking right now. Get this to your ear holes, which it is right now if you hear me say these things. So uh, I can get back to work. I appreciate all you listening and uh, lending out your support and everything and uh, general enthusiasms. And before I go, as it is at the top of the show, you've heard where you can find me on social media, but I'd just like to reiterate that one more time. You can find me on Twitter at 3R Show. You can find me on Instagram at the 3R Show, especially on Instagram. You can see some of the updates and everything to the room and whatnot. And you can find me on YouTube. I got some video content. And you can go to Facebook and I post things in like over yonder and go to randomrob.com to where you can find many different ways to help support the show by buying merchandise themed after the podcast that you're listening to right now. And also my secondary podcast, Wrestling is Trash. It's not... Uh, consistent as uh, this one is, but when we get together we have some shenanigans afoot which I have an episode that will be out, episode number 49 so next episode of Wrestling is Trash will be episode 50 milestone in many podcasts walks of life and I'm going to try to come up with something pretty cool for episode 50 and whatnot. I'm not saying it's going to be spectacular out of the frame, something you've never heard on a wrestling podcast before but it's special to us damn it because wrestling is trash it's the little podcast that could (laughs) anyway uh, you find me on those platforms check out the sponsor Hooks Rubs and Spices and also Poddex use the promo code random for either website hooksrubsandspices.etsy.com or poddex.com you can get 15% off your order with the Hooks and you can get 10% off your order with the Poddex so um